0: Cincinnati takes down Merrimack 65-49 today, improved to 9-2 and on the season. When you're talking about an NCAA tournament resume at this point of the year, this game does absolutely nothing for you in that regard. It does absolutely nothing in the fact that Aziz Bandego and C.J. Frederick weren't playing, so you don't get a real look at your rotations. I guess a takeaway could be, you know, if someone steps up that doesn't get the minutes they typically get, but I don't even think we got that. It was just straight up – a game that you had to win. They won it. They didn't cover, I don't think. It wasn't necessarily pretty. I learned nothing. I, I, I gained no entertainment factor from it. It was just, uh, it was obligatory. And that's what we're doing right now,
1: giving you the obligatory postgame show. Obligatory? That's how we're pronouncing that these days? Obligatory?
0: That's how, okay. That's how we're pronouncing it, with my Ohio University right. Scripps Journalism School education.
1: Obligatory. Fair obligatory, and I think the one silver lining you can look at, because there was, yeah, this game was disgusting. I No one even knows what Mary Mack's, uh zone defense was. They were running like a, a wide 2-3 at one point that turned into a 1-3-1 one, that one. turned into like a 1-4, a, a little bit of 4-1. I have no idea what they were doing, but it, it worked to some extent. We were turning the ball over like crazy. Um, but I think we got to see, and I'm sure we got this somewhere on the rundown anyway, but just to – bury the lead. At least Jameel Reynolds didn't look great by any means. He was missing a ton of bunnies. He looked rusty as hell, but he is clearly a specimen um, that we're going to need big time. And I'm glad he got to throw some clunkers off the rim, get it out of his system because we're going to need him. That's clear as day. And he looked like he was bigger, stronger. Um, His conditioning needs a little bit of work, but I mean, he missed a bunch of bunnies, but I'll take it. Um, he's got a couple games before we get into big twelve play, so I, I hope he gets all the the shots up he can at this point.
0: Yeah, he's six eleven two eighty. I thought he was more like six nine two thirty entering the year. and then right before he got eligible, I just kind of looked up the uh, the roster one day to see what he was officially listed at. And I'm like, oh, I was fifty pounds off and a couple inches. So yeah, he is a large, large man that moves pretty decent for someone his size. Box score looks as such. Victor Locke in 18 points on 8 of 14 shooting. He had 7 rebounds and 3 assists. No fouls in the game. Odio Guama had 8 points and 3 rebounds. John Newman had 2 points and 6 rebounds. After a pretty hot start to the season from John Newman, it seems like he's been silent the last 2 or 3. CMOS Lukosius, 11 points, 3 assists, and a couple of rebounds for him. Only took 4 shots in the game. Would love to see CMOS, you know, get a little more involved in the offense. Um, that's efficiency right there, though, 11 points. Day-Day Thomas had 7, 4, and 3. Jameel Reynolds had 7 points and 11 rebounds. Jizzle James had 4 points and 3 rebounds. Josh Reed had 3 points in his limited minutes. And Dan Skillings had 5 points in the game. What are we doing with this schedule? A- after having to watch that game, two hours on December 19th, during the holidays, we got decorations to do. I got to go check out Christmas lights on our street, see what we're working with, if we have any Clark Griswolds running around, holiday movies, um, just going out in general, enjoying the 32 degree temperatures, which is a lot better than the like 16 that it was yesterday. And instead, we are obligated to watch that. And now obligated to watch a game against Stetson. I don't know if the Bearcats have ever played a game against Stetson. I'm just the, – the schedule, man, I don't understand it. I know that there's a, a lot of things that go into it that are way above our pay grade, but what what was the schedule getting us ready for the Big 12? What were we thinking with all these patsies?
1: It hasn't worked out. It has not worked out to say the least. I mean, the, the two games – I mean, you could argue, I guess, Georgia Tech at home, but – we are not battle-tested in the slightest. The two games we had, a Xavier team that I don't think is very good, a Dayton team that I, I think is probably a tournament team at best, and we got, I mean, absolutely manhandled at U.S. Bank Arena. Um, and shout-out, I guess, to that guy that was in the chat saying UD would bring more fans. I've, I was embarrassed. I was at the game last Saturday. I missed the show probably for the best. I would have had to have been censored the entire time. Um, they, we got embarrassed there we got embarrassed at Cintas center. So I, I think you're going to see Wes switch up how the, the schedule is configured. I don't know how far out we already have everything locked in, but I would think he's going to change the way he's doing these cupcake games because we're not getting shit out of playing Merrimack and Stetson. Okay. Nothing. That's not helping us in, in the slightest. It's really just a chance to lose potentially. Um, nothing really to gain. And this isn't college football. You can lose a couple early games and then regain that momentum, the net ranking, RPI, all that shit. You can regain that. We have the opportunities against the Big 12. You don't really get penalized as badly to lose these games. So you got to schedule
0: And I look at it through the lens of content, too. I don't think we got anything out of it. It's clear right now that Cincinnati's a really good rebounding team, and when they have size, they can take down teams that are much smaller than them. So this seems like the perfect time to have an OOC game before you go into BYU and have a team that's maybe as big as you to see how you can stack up physically, instead of this game against Merrimack. So yeah, I, I don't understand it. Back to your point, but um, they were pesky. I'll, I'll give them that.
1: The bizarre way they were running, it was almost like a one-three-one most of the game. So we didn't get as many of those open threes that you would typically get. We finished five of twelve. 40, 41%. I mean, we'll take it. But yeah, it was uh, it was sloppy. We were throwing all the ball over the place. And we missed bunny after bunny. I mean, I don't know what the final stats are. Um, but at the rim shots, we missed damn near everything. It was uh, almost comical at one point.
0: Merrimack missed everything. At one point in the second half, they were shooting 27% from the floor and from three, while UC was shooting 50% and 42%. And it was like an 11-point game at that point. So uh, ugly, to say the least. Putting you on the spot here. Coach Houdini, in this scenario, you have Wes's job for the next, let's go with 30 days. So you get Wes's job for this murderer's row that's coming up. You won a corn dog eating contest in this hypothetical. Hypothetical, maybe. Right now, Wes is playing a combo of bigs. It's either Jameel and Victor, it's Jameel and Odie, it's Odie and Aziz, it's Victor and Aziz. You know, he's playing the combo at all points, it seems like, aside from maybe two minutes tonight when he played, I think, Skillings and Newman at the same time at the three and four. In this scenario, you have free reigns, your head coach, at the lineups. What are you changing right now? Are you ever going with the two
1: bigs? No. It it would depend be dependent on the specific team we're playing, but it, it has not worked out going with the two bigs. I kind of said this at the beginning of the year. It started to look okay, but then we realized against good competition. I mean, we finished it out today. We went small at the very end of the game. I don't know what I don't know what Wes is thinking when he puts Odie and another big in there. And especially today, he was putting them in the um like the free throw line area, the center of the zone at the high post. That's the last guy on earth that we should have the ball. That's supposed to be your playmaker, not not Odie Aguama. I love Odie, but I'm not sure if his minutes moving forward should continue in this rotation. Aside from if we get in a little bit of foul trouble, I don't mind him being maybe the only big, but he clogs up the lane and he can't shoot. Um, but to your question, I would go small ball. I think most of the fans would. I think we saw it at the end of the game. It started to work. We had um, we, got, we, had, yeah, we had Day-Day, Jizzle, um, Lukosius, Newman, and in to, to end the game. And obviously, you can intertwine Aziz and now Jameel Reynolds there. We might see some of that double-stacked twin towers moving forward. But I think at this point, the proof's in the pudding. We got to go small if we want to compete with some of these, I mean, should have done it against Xavier. Really? That, that was the, the big issue. We were getting crushed, having two seven footers out there.
0: Uh, next up for Cincinnati, it's the Stetson Hatters. Then it's Evansville. Evansville is nine and two. Um, so a little better than some of the teams they've been playing, but it's Evansville. Come on now. So two games right there that you got to win entering big 12 play. Bearcats would be 11 and two. That's when they go into the hardest five game stretch and, Six game stretch, rather, I think, in, in program history, they got BYU on the road, Texas at Baylor, TCU and Oklahoma. Four of those five teams are ranked. I think TCU could be ranked too. Um, five straight ranked teams in a row. I know Cincinnati was in the old Big East with arguably, you know, the the best three four year run in conference history when you added the teams, and you know Notre Dame was at their peak, and you had some of these other teams in the the Big East that were on top of it Pittsburgh and Georgetown I don't think because there was always like a Providence or a Seton Hall or St. John's or a, a Rutgers or someone sandwiched in there I don't know if we've had this difficult of a five-game stretch at BYU Texas at Baylor TCU and Oklahoma
1: buckle up we don't know a lot about this team the next game that- Chuck is Kansas by the way just a heads up the sixth game of that stretch is Kansas on the road number two in the country
0: Oh, I didn't get all the
1: way so to Kansas. Just throw, just throw that in there.
0: Right, let's throw that in there. So instead of five-game stretch, <laughs> the most difficult six-game stretch, then you get UCF, West Virginia. Um, you have a couple seconds to breathe before it's at Texas Tech, Houston, and Iowa State. I mean, if Cincinnati isn't good, they're going to be exposed very quickly. There's no hiding like they were able to do last year with the horrible non-conference. Then they won a few games in the AAC, and you start to believe, like, maybe this team – is decent, and they turned it around after the Xavier game. No, you're going to learn very quickly if this team is absolute.
1: You want to say it for me? Well, this answers yeah, absolute just dog shit. I know I've been saying that a few times, but this is why Wes – this is why he didn't want to schedule real teams outside of this conference because I think he wanted to get that win-loss column headed in the right direction and – this is why I did it. I mean, he's looking at the stretch. It's, you know, six straight top 25 teams. Um, apparently, when we get a breather is UCF and West Virginia. So, I mean, that tells you enough. It's going to be a hell of a stretch. Um, I wish we were more battle-tested moving into it. Like you said, Evansville is going to be at least a solid warm-up, maybe. But this is going to be a tough stretch for me and you, too. We got 10 o'clock Eastern BYU on the road. So we got I'm going to be drinking coffee that night. It's going to be. It's going to be a tough stretch, not only for the players, but think of guys like us that got to cover this. This is going to be brutal.
0: It's a Saturday. You have it in you. You're up. You're up till midnight on Saturday. Come on now. You don't need any coffee. Um, just the adrenaline of the Bearcats' first win ever in the Big 12. I can picture it. Or, and this is potentially likely as well. I could picture this just being a horrible year of chatterbox bearcats to where it's a lot of us just like well houdini we're here uh let's talk about it once again cats are oh and nine in the big 12 but we're not putting that on the table we're knocking on wood that this team is gonna look like they did to start the season and granted to start the season they were playing a bunch of nobodies but you beat georgia tech by 30 i think georgia tech just took down a another serviceable team actually let's get this live yeah i
1: I think we just gotta figure out the rotation, man. Uh, I think Wes has to tighten it a little bit. I think it's it's one of those tough situations where he loves these kids and, and they love him, vice versa. But sometimes for the betterment of the team, you gotta we don't need to play ten guys. I mean, hell, Coach K was notorious for playing his starters like 40. He wouldn't even take some of the guys out. Like Tyus Jones played 40 minutes every game. We need Jizzle to be playing closer. Jizzle needs to be playing over half the game. I mean, hell, he played, what, 18 minutes against Dayton, something like that? Like, that can't happen. Um, he needs to play more. I don't even mind having Day-Day and Jizzle playing at the same time. Um, but we just need to tighten the rotation and get guys more in a rhythm, right? And Because and, I think we have the guys. I mean, I keep saying that, and it, it's not necessarily moving correlating to the floor. But I think we have it in us. We're going to find out, you know, real quickly. But that, that's what I think we need to do, tighten this rotation up and – and at least let it fly. Let our best guys lose us the game if it comes to it.
0: You heard that from straight out of Coach Houdini's mouth himself. Best guys out there. I would have never thunk it. Who who would have thunk right. such a strategy who would in a men's basketball game? Put your best guys out there. That, that's all it takes. Uh, Georgia Tech beat Penn State 82-81 on Saturday, so that's a um, – it's a win right now. That's looking better and better. If Georgia, I know their net ranking's not great right now, but if they win in the ACC, inevitably that's going to be at some point a decent win. So you'll take one in the non-conference. Is uh, Tech beats Penn State? It's it's a much more daunting task than we give it credit for figuring out this team because, like you said, a West loves these guys. B Lockins putting up you know 18 a game. Uh, Bandego gives you a talent that you can't coach, you know, and that you don't have. I mean, we saw that
1: offensive rating. um, It was from what the Bearcat bunch from CBB analytics, where they show our offensive rating numbers and all that stuff. And Aziz is, you know, and he's got limited minutes so far, but he's essentially boosts our offensive rating by 22 points. So it's tough when you got lock and playing as well as he is. And Aziz also playing as well as he is. If you're West, you're like, so how do I divvy up the minutes if we're going to go small ball lineup? I don't necessarily think we have to stick with small ball the entire game, but we need more pockets of at least feeling out the game and making adjustments because we've seen it not work. We know that, right? Yeah. So let's figure out, uh, you know, we, we got to adjust on the fly. If we're playing a team where a small ball lineup works better, then, yeah, we're going to have to sit one of the now we got four big guys in the rotation i think Odie's minutes as the chat is going nuts is going to uh they're going to diminish a little bit here i think we're going to see that especially uh moving forward when we get into the big 12 play we're looking at six games off the rip that are all you could lose every one of those games and not even be a bad team you could lose every damn game so it's gonna be it's an uphill battle it's gonna be an uphill battle but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with my guns we'll go yeah, I think eight and ten gets you in the tournament too, dude. I really do. This this conference is loaded.
0: So that does it for the show. See you, everyone. Have a good one. We will see you on uh, Friday. It's a Friday. We're playing Stetson on a Friday night. Ooh, we may uh, we may call Elliot rearing, <laughs> Elliot. If you're on the chat, you may be making your debut <laughs> um, because Friday against Stetson is going to be tough for me. But um, I, I believe in them. So see everyone. Have a good one. This is Chatterbox Bearcats with Chuck and Houdini. Subscribe wherever you get your audio podcasts.